0: All right, Jerk Duffo is a New York State Assembly representing the uh, 7th uh, District. He's done a heck of a job since being in play a couple of years ago, and he continues uh, his uh, fight and, of course, uh, this session and everything else with an address, the budget, and schools. There was a lot of conversation, very heated debate going on right now as we welcome in Assemblyman Gondolfo, Sir, very good morning to you and a very happy New Year to you, my friend.
1: Good morning, Jay. Happy to be here, and happy new year to you as well.
0: Great having you. Big discussion, the schools, foundation aid, uh, and everything else. A lot of people are very upset as far as what what could happen, uh, uh, Jared, as far as these school districts are concerned. Uh, Foundation aid, dollars not in supply as in years past, and a lot of people are wondering why. Hey, what's going on with this budget? Uh, I know the fight is uh, is ongoing, the debate to make sure that these schools, uh, I tell you, schools, Jared, should never, ever be shortchanged changed when it comes to our kids, especially with all that has occurred, pandemic and whatnot. Uh, there's been some massive insu- issues here, but uh, there's a lot of criticism regarding the proposal of the governor and the guarantee that no district can receive less, state aid than it did the previous year and uh that's a top flight issue right now in albany right
1: oh absolutely the governor's proposal is certainly uh not very good if you're in certain school districts for example uh as you mentioned i represent assembly district seven and within assembly district seven there are seven school districts that are receiving funding cuts and some people are trying to misconstrue it and just say no no they're just not getting as much money as they thought they would get that's not true. In seven of my school districts, they are receiving less state aid than they had than they did last year. And in some cases, that's to the tune of three million dollars, a ten percent decrease for some school districts. Um, and, and it's gonna have a real impact on the quality of an education that these school districts can provide for the the people of these areas. Um, just for example, I spoke with the stable superintendent at length and they spent so much time and effort developing a STEAM education program start STEAM education at the elementary level and specifically to try to get young girls interested in it at a at a younger age. And now if they're slated to lose $3 million from the state, that whole program is probably going to go out the window. So there's a real, real negative implication from all of this. And at the end of the day, it's going to be the education that is harmed and not just that. It's going to be passed on to the taxpayers locally.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You know, she's always proposed you know, she has presented this whole harmless policy, as it's called, you know, for school funding, and it's basically, you know, you always go back to these declining enrollments here uh, over the last 10 years, and you know, she'll tell you about all the aid increases she has recorded under her 10-year foundation aid, which is uh, absolutely essential uh, when it comes to these schools, Um, but, you know, when you look at what's happening with these formulas now and the adjustments that are being made, you know, you're looking at less state aid assistance for what, 337 of the uh, districts, 44 here on Long Island, there's 700 plus or so in and around, but 44 here on the Island, that would feel it. And, uh, and quite frankly, you know, my biggest problem is assemblyman, you know, when you're, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm sorry. When you, are providing nearly two and a half billion dollars to asylum seekers, people who are not even being vetted properly, being bused into our state, into our big city. Well, you know what? I, I look at those dollars that could be used for other areas, such as our education system. That comes to mind first, right off the, uh, right out of the gate. Sorry to say. Well, absolutely, Jay. You're and you're absolutely right, and that's what's so insulting about it.
1: The state budget this year the governor wants to raise it by another six billion right now it's at 228 billion the governor's proposing bringing it up to 233 billion if we can increase the state budget by six billion there's not any reason why any school district should see a cut in their funding especially if there's 2.4 billion going to handle New York City's migrant crisis it was a completely avoidable crisis and that's why it's so frustrating because there are a lot of people For a lot of years saying, you know, we should not be a sanctuary state. New York City should not be a sanctuary city. It's not a good policy. And now that we've reached critical mass, we're really seeing the implications of it. Every dollar that has to go to do something in New York City with with the migrants is a dollar that's taken away from services for legal citizens of New York State. So it's extremely frustrating. Just to go back, we were talking about the hold harmless policy. That's where it was always guaranteed that school districts would at least receive a flat rate and not go down from the prior year that's important because when you look at the inflation we've seen the rising costs of everything school districts are no different they get hit by that as well so when you cut the funding even if there is a little bit of a decline in enrollment the costs don't stop going up for the school district so at the end of the day they'll have to go out into the community and try to increase the property taxes
0: yeah no i agree and, you know, the thing is, um, listen, we know there's been a mass exodus here in the state, over 100,000 or so uh, over the last couple of years. Um, we know that. And people live in the state because they can't afford to live here anymore. I mean, that's, and they want a better quality of life. They do not like what leadership is doing. When you're letting people into our state sanctuary and everything else, you want to declare it that way, that's fine. But let everybody be on alert, all heads of state, that people are not happy. And thus, there are choices. And thus, people are taking their families and heading elsewhere, whether it be Florida, whether it be Texas, whether it be the Carolinas. They want a better way of life. Those that are here should not be compromised and violated on the fact that there is less enrollment. Their children have a right to these institutions to learn as as best as anyone. And they should not be slighted, and that's the biggest issue here. And especially during pandemic times of doing what they did, masking kids, making sure that kids are, you know, people are vaccinated properly and everything else. Listen, these are all derivatives of what we have seen over the last four and a half years. And the governor should take into account some of this stuff. It should not be an automatic you know, slicing and dicing here of what's needed from a dollar standpoint.
1: Well, and that's exactly right. There has to be nuance to the way you do this. Of course, you're always going to want to factor in what the school districts actually need. But I can't imagine a single school district that can just eat a three million dollar cut and not have it seriously impact the quality of services that they can provide to the students. And and like you said, especially coming out of COVID, between kids being forced to go into remote, remote learning, which we know was horrible for 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 kids the masking of the kids and it's caused a real mental health crisis among school-aged children and now there's school districts that are putting measures in place to try to offer more mental health services to their students and those are also programs that would end up on the chopping block because they're getting this funding this proposed funding cut from governor Hochul. so it it really has such a ripple effect into so many areas uh, of these schools
0: No question. And and maybe a little less money to the MTA, you know. I mean, uh, uh, quite frankly, not thrilled about that aspect, but I could talk to you for another hour on that if we both had the time, my friend. So uh, we'll see. These are
1: long budgets. There's a lot of bad in them, but I'm sure we'll have the opportunity again.
0: No question. One thing before we let you go, and that is the governor was on the island yesterday. Uh, Dollars are needed uh, for replenishment. Uh, renourishment of these beaches, the sand and everything else. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel that it kind of goes beyond as far as asking the Army Corps to help out here. Uh, I get that from an environmental standpoint, long-term. But right now, help is needed. Here's my take on things. Uh, when I look at Fire Island, we've had many on from that area. Uh, that is becoming a zone of caution uh, for many. Uh, I would like to see a little more as far as the dollars. And I say that because when I see that only two million from the four plus billion dollar environmental bond Act for the town of Babylon to repair uh, the overlooked beach playground and the pavilion foundation that needs to be elevated. And also another three million to get more sand on some of these eroded beaches, As mentioned, uh, Jared, Fire Island, Fire Island Pines. What's the other one? Cherry Grove. It seems like it's a little light. You know, and overall, I think the governor is not emphasizing the need for Long Islanders overall. That's my problem. I just think she has something with Long Island. She does not want to go full out as far as what's needed here. The affordable housing maybe had something to do with that, with the pushback going back a year or so, uh, there's something there. You're you're front and center in Albany. I, am, am I wrong for thinking that? It just seems I like think you're wrong it's a thinking. passing thought sometimes.
1: I, I You're absolutely not wrong for thinking it because it always seems like there's some policy or some proposal coming down that targets Long Island. Uh, we, we've seen studies that show for years that Long Island is sending much more in tax. Uh, dollars to New York State that we're receiving back in services. Uh, so it, it's not a new feeling. Under Governor Hochul, I think it just amplified a little bit because of the contempt she seems to have for the way Long Islanders want to live. We want to remain suburbs. We want our beautiful beaches. We don't want overcrowding. So when Long Island had a visceral reaction when she wanted to come in and basically try to turn all of our communities into into Queens, and Queens is fine if you want to live there, but most Long Islanders... Uh, their families moved out to Long Island years ago, or even recently, to escape the the crowdedness and the more density of New York City and the boroughs. Um, I will say, I will be fair. I am happy to see that some of that funding from the bond act has come to do to, to, uh, shoreline stabilization pro, uh, projects on Fire Island. They are needed. I I hope we keep seeing more because it seems like what what goes on on Fire Island, it's just like this never ending process of Adding more sand, restabilizing the shoreline, and then another storm comes, and we're back to where we started. I think we really need to be exploring better options and go see what other areas, other coastal areas, are doing that might work better for us.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and this certainly is vital of uh, coming to the aid of many. I, I, I think about uh, some of the uh, situations involved. Uh, and especially, God forbid, a catastrophic deal out in Fire Island where vehicles are just never to, not able to pass through uh, with these one uh, one road deals out there uh, based on what's going on with the weather and, and what here. They need help. I don't like the way the Army Corps uh, has been going about it. Very slow go here. That's where the governor needs to step in. I worry about that aspect. We'll see. Hey, maybe it's just a derivative right now of her beloved Buffalo Bills uh, being ousted from the uh, postseason at this point in time. Who knows? Uh, but it's something to keep an eye on. I know you will, uh, Jared Gondolfo. and uh, keep us surprised. And uh, certainly uh, the stage is for you anytime you need it. How's that?
1: Appreciate it, Jared. come back and talk to you again.
0: You got it. Jared Gondolfo representing the 7th Assembly District doing a heck of a job up in Albany. We'll talk soon, my friend. The fine assembly. Talk soon. You got it. Uh, Mr. Gandalfo, uh checking in with us. We appreciate that.